Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. As you focus on becoming the best version of you, it is inevitable that it will also overflow into your family, community, and nation. People will begin to notice your journey towards achieving your life purpose and vision, and they may begin to come alongside you. Imagine having a nation full of people who are focusing on taking 100% ownership of their lives and moving forward with great momentum. It's time to focus in on how you can become a positive light in your family and beyond. Hey guys, welcome back to our second to last day of the 30 Days of Crushing Goals podcast series. As always, Michael Anthony, I can't believe we only have one more after this. I'm sad. It is kind of disheartening. We set out a goal to do 30 days, 30 consecutive days of podcasts. And we are close to achieving that goal. Hope that it's been a great time. For you, if you're watching or listening, and uh, we've had great feedback from people, uh, questions asked, and um, yeah. great contributions. Info at CourageMatters.com. Keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming, and we will keep churning it out. What are we talking about today? Overflow. Overflow. Overflow specifically as it relates to personal goal achievement. So the whole idea that if you personally are on this track of becoming the best version of you mm-hmm. and setting goals, that it's going to overflow into your community, into your family, into the nation, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to impact a lot more people just by focusing on personal goal setting in your own life. Right. I think that's a, a fundamental flaw in the way most goal setting is approached. It's personal goal setting. So personal can end up becoming a synonym for me, myself, and I goal setting. Mm-hmm. I think um, in the same way that a lot of goal setting is only focused on goals for the year, setting goals for the year, or planners that you get, you get your yearly planner. But where's your life planner, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we have it in the Courageous Life Planning System. Um, in the same way that that can be short-sighted, nearsighted, uh, the same thing can happen in regard to um, selfishness in the goal-setting process. That Remember, if your goals that you're setting don't lead you to become more selfless, mm-hmm. if they don't cause you to look beyond yourself, to helping other people in a variety of ways, then you're not doing the goal setting uh, process correctly at all. You don't understand the the uh, the health and your own transformation in the process. Right. So we talk a lot about about wanting to change the nation, wanting to change your community and stuff. How do you think that's possible? How can we change the nation as it regards to personal goal setting? Mm-hmm. What are some things that we should be working on personally? It's a great question. That's a great question, Aaron. Thank you for asking that great question. Hey, you're welcome. Aaron Thomas, the man I call A plus for good reason, man. It's awesome to uh, be working with you, man. I just hope one day I don't, you know, don't live up to your expectations and it turns into an A minus or a B plus. A minus. That doesn't have the same ring to it. B plus. (laughs) What's up, B plus? Oh, it would be so. I guarantee I'd be working a lot harder. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Well, Remember that uh, whether it's a community, like your neighborhood, who are the people in your neighborhood? The song does that trigger any song melody stuff? No, it's a generational thing. Um, Not at all. Who are the people in your neighborhood that you're influencing? Oh, and then the state, Mr. Rogers. 
Um, I think, no, it's Sesame Street, I think. Oh. Who are the people in your neighborhood? I think so. Email us with the answer to that, info at couragematters.com. Um, your neighborhood, your state, and the nation, when you look at it, the culture of the people en masse is a reflection of the individual lives, individual families, individual businesses. And I think this is one of the problems that we're seeing in the nation. We're seeing the cumulative effect of looking inward instead of outward. Now, there are a lot of people who do look outward. Uh, like today, that 1% is being demonized, has been demonized by the far left, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you got money, you're a rich person, you're a wealthy person, you're a corporation, you're evil, evil, evil. Never mind. Let's see what that corporation does with their money. Let's see what that right. individual does with their money. Because the, the wealthy people that I know are the most generous people that I know. Absolutely. It, it's really true. I mean, it's the same thing. I know yeah, absolutely. you have the same experience. Yeah. So if the 1% that you're running with is very selfish or the 1% that you've heard of because you're probably not running with them uh, is, is selfish, then you're running with the wrong 1%. You're running with the probably 1% of the 1%. I don't know. But um, the, the purpose of all goal setting is to be altruistic, to be selfless, to be outwardly focused. And what we're seeing in the nation is the consequences of the exact opposite. And even though there are great goal setting programs out there, I think they're limited, um, great uh, other planning systems or, or planners that are out there, they only go so far. I don't think that they ever get you to the point of really thinking beyond yourself. And that's mm. something that I wanted to do in regard to the overflow and personal goals, something I wanted to do specifically with the Courageous Life Planning System, because how do you change a nation? One person at a time. Now, it doesn't mean you wait for this person and then you go to the next person, then you go to the next person. You can affect one person, uh, a, a multitude, you know, thousands of people, millions of people simultaneously, but on an individual basis to get them to stop being, stop, stop thinking individualistically. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So let, let's talk about that more. So <laughs> looking at the nation as a, as a grander scale, you know that, I mean, politicians, we always discuss problems mm -hmm. and that discussing the problem isn't solving the problem and it seems like a lot of times they're not they're not taking that that reflection of what's going on in my own personal life if, if we would all just focus on what we're doing in our personal lives mm -hmm. rather than trying to correct your wrongs and correct my wrongs right. but what can you do as a person to move forward that then that transforms your family. Mm -hmm. Your family is then transforming your your county. Mm -hmm. That transforms your state, and then that goes up to the the nation. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like in national politics and even politics at the state level, mm -hmm. why is it so much of discussing a problem and not that inward focus on personal goals? Because I think it's the easiest thing in the world to do. The easiest thing is to sit on the sidelines and complain about the quarterback, complain about the coach. It's the easiest thing to do. And we always tend to, cho to choose the path of least resistance. And that's the low-hanging fruit. That's the easiest thing that anybody can do. Um, so that, that's why I think uh, it's easy to talk uh, and criticize somebody else. What is really hard is to actually come up with an alternative. Hmm. And um, that's actually one of the reasons why I wrote A Call for Courage uh, when we were leading up to the um, 2016 election. During that year, during that election year, I was so concerned about the, the quality or lack of quality of the two candidates that ended up, um, you know, the Democrat and the Republican side. And 
I got tired of watching the talking heads on television, listening to them on the radio and look how bad it is. You know, the sky is falling. And then in the church, the same thing would happen. You know, people would at most criticize what's already in place without saying, well, here's here's what we can and should be doing in response to this. So I think it's the easiest thing to do is to criticize somebody else who's on the playing field and uh, doesn't change anything. And what I would like to see, not just in the political realm, I'd like to see it in the church. I'd like to see in the communities, secular communities all over the place. I'd like us to start thinking about, hey, as I set goals in these seven areas of life, as my life changes, as my whole way of life changes, I have an obligation to reach my hand out to my brother, to my sister, and across the aisle and pull other people in hmm. so that this change is not isolated within me. Because if, if you don't have a burden, if you don't have a concern for where other people are as you're changing, as you're transforming, then you just don't get it. You do not get it at all. So the nation is a reflection of the microcosm. The macro is a reflection of the micro. The reason why the country is in the state that it's in is because individual lives and families and businesses and churches do not understand the importance of taking 100% responsibility for your life. Imagine what would happen if you took 100% responsibility for your neighborhood. Imagine what would happen if you took 100% responsibility for your nation and you were teamed up with an army of other people, you know, a peaceful army, hmm. courageous army of other people characterized by courageous humility, right? Which is the whole uh, underpinning of the planning system, the approach to life. Hmm. So the, the macro, the nation is a reflection of the micro of our lives. So what? how can we get back to that? I mean, it's one thing to just say, yeah, you need to take 100% responsibility for your community. But mm -hmm. I mean, why Why is it my job? Why mm -hmm. is it my job to, to care about my community? Why can't someone else do it? I mean, right. my community is thousands of people. Mm -hmm. why? Right. Surely 10% of those thousand people will do something. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good question. I think this is one of the reasons why the socialist movement has become so significant in our country at this particular time. In other words, it's not just that it's an issue. It's an issue right now. Why is that? Because it's a symptom of a bigger problem. What is the bigger problem? People do not know how to take personal responsibility for lives. They have not been taught that. The idea is the exact opposite now. We're living in an entitlement society. We're living in a society where people expect an expectant society. Well, I just am going to pray things into existence mm -hmm. or the law of attraction. I'm just going to you know, send out positive vibes and all this wealth and health and money and prosperity and fame and notoriety is going to come my way. Well, I don't understand why I'm not famous. I put out three posts on Instagram <laughs> and I should be an influencer by now. So we're living in an entitlement uh, meant with an entitlement mentality. We're living in an, an opportunist mentality where people are just just looking for opportunities to what make a name for themselves instead of being selfless. And I think that once you take the understanding, uh, I can't say away from people, but once people lose their understanding of 100 percent responsibility for their own lives, once people are completely disconnected from this, the feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment and fulfillment when they actually made something, contributed in a positive way. I mean, doesn't that feel great when you do that? Absolutely, when you do something? yeah, yeah, for sure. Once that understanding and that connection is disconnected, there's a disconnect, then the road is paved for somebody else to come in and to do what? To act as God. Hmm. And I think today we're living at a particular time in history where the government is seen as God. 
not only are they is the government willing and desirous to take care of people from cradle to grave, but people are now, this is why we're living in a very dangerous, dangerous time in history. People en masse, unlike any other time in the history of this country, are welcoming the government to come in and to play that role. Hmm. So what we're doing, folks, is we are virtually guaranteeing our enslavement to an entity other than ourselves, other than the real divine architect, the creator of the universe. Very, very concerning time. So that's why I think culturally it's ripe. Politically, we're at a right time. Uh, theologically, and again, I always say this lovingly, but I think it's true. Uh, having been a pastor for many years and served in ministries, two ministries for years, church has become relegated to share some stuff from the Bible, tell me how to feel good about myself, tell me how much God loves me, and then I'm going to stick my head in the sand. Hmm. I'm bury my head in the sand. The idea of being salt and light is a completely foreign concept to most Christians today. Salt changes the flavor of things and preserves it or prevents infection. Right. It's a disinfectant and also light exposes darkness. Those concepts to the average church going person today, completely foreign concepts. They have no idea of what that means practically throughout the next seven days of their life. Yeah, so as a concerned Christian and as a concerned citizen in my community, how or what what type of steps can I take as it relates to goal setting mm -hmm. to help with this effort? That's a great, great question. You know, this is one of the things in um, the yearly planner that you see on the, uh, the weekly pages. When you look at the weekly pages, there's a section on the bottom when you plan your week out where it helps you actually think through um, right here. Courageous humility. As I see what's happening in my family, neighborhood, nation, and world, what specific action steps can I take this week to positively influence people and move things in the right direction? Hmm. In other words, we should just be concerned about the country when it's a national election where we're electing the president. We should be involved in by a variety of means through the electoral process, through being engaged citizens. And I think as you continue to look at the seven areas of life and you look at your vision, you look at your purpose statement, why are you here? You cannot but begin to have a concern for what's happening around you. Because here's what's going to happen. As you take off and as you excel in your life and you begin to leave other people behind, you're going to get very lonely you're going to feel like you're left alone and you're going to have less and less people with whom you can interact, that you can uh, spend time with and have an affinity with. Hmm. And that creates a big problem. So I think it's all comes down to your, what's your worldview? Why, why are you here? What is the purpose of goal setting and achievement? If it's not for the purpose of overflow, see, that's the mature aspect. You mature in life. The evidence of maturity in life, the evidence of maturity in, in life is the degree to which you care about other people. Say that again. The evidence of maturity in your life is shown by how you care for other people, the degree to which you care about other people. It is a very self, selfish society 
mm-hmm. that only cares about itself. And we're a very selfish society. Think about what we do with our abortion on demand. Third trimester in many, many places, in a growing number of places. Um, look at our attitude toward um, uh, people in, in regard to human sexuality and the objectification we talked about before mm-hmm. of individuals for selfish, self-centered gratification. So we are really at a convergence of a variety of very significant influential factors in our nation right now, politically, theologically, morally, socially, that there's a detachment and a disconnect. This concept, amazingly, I, I can almost guarantee if as you're listening or watching to this podcast, this idea of overflow, the overflow of achieving uh, personal goals you're probably listening or watching and saying, huh, I haven't thought about it that way before. Or you're listening and saying, watching and saying, huh, that's right. I need to remember that. And this is one of the things that I think got, uh, fell through the cracks in the goal setting, goal achievement approach that you hear from most of the other places or, or people today, they're not focusing on change the nation. And people think, well, the country's too far gone. Well, it is if you think that way. Right. And we've already seen, I, I talk about that in a call for courage, the, what a, an underwhelming minority of people can do to get the majority of people to go along with it. All, all it takes is 11%. It's crazy. 11% of the population to, uh, passionately, passionately believe anything about whatever it might be. And then it's, it's that idea, that belief is going to spread like wildfire throughout the rest of the culture. Just 11% researchers at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute did a study on that. They wanted to find what's the tipping point. It's 11%. When you get 11% of the population that passionately believes something, has a strong conviction and is willing to act on it, that belief will be adopted by the majority of the people. And we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, and it just makes me realize even more and more how important it is to be involved in your community. Because if if someone's not going to do it, like you need to step up and do it, and you need to take one hundred percent responsibility for what is going on. Mm-hmm. And imagine if eleven percent of people in your community adopted that mindset. It'd be unbelievable. There's a whole community that's going to be transformed and unrecognizable to other neighboring communities and other mm-hmm. states, and then. Hey, what are these guys mm-hmm. doing over here? Something's different. Yeah. A good different. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it. I think it could be a great way to get, get the nation back on track mm-hmm. if we just focus on what we'll Absolutely. break it down. Don't don't just look at how can I change the nation. Mm-hmm. But, Reverse engineer it. In the right. same way you look at your life goals, you know, 40, 50 years from now, and then you work it backwards down to the yearly goals, down to your your seven-day revolution. Yeah, you do the same thing. Point. You do the same thing in this look, regard. Look at your nation, then look at the state, look at your community, look at your family. Yeah. It's to me it all starts in the family. Get your it's family massive. right and know how to parent your children correctly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have other families that come together and now you have a smaller community and then that community exactly. continues to grow and grow and expand and Exactly. There's so much truth in the fact that a lot can change if people start taking personal responsibility for their actions and mm-hmm. personal goal achievement. People that Absolutely. are setting goals and want to help their community. I mean, there's so much overflow. It impacts Absolutely. entire nations. It's unbelievable. And, you know, you might be listening or watching right now and you might be a 
Christian who believes in the rapture, you might say, rapture, what is that? What are you talking about dinosaurs for, raptors? <laughs> the rapture or the return of Christ. And I believe in the literal, physical, bodily, visible return of Jesus Christ. And you might say, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I remember talking to a pastor years ago, and he said, I don't believe in any of that flying in the air garbage, which was kind of thought kind of interesting for a pastor to say that. Hmm. But again, you're disbelief in God does not in any way, shape or form affect his existence, his existence and the reality that he is. Okay. That's important to, to understand. And we can agree to disagree on, on points as, as long as we can have a civilized discussion about it. This is the part of the conversation where the typical evangelical quote unquote conservative Christian says, well, we're not going to be here anyway. The rapture is going to happen. And yeah. it's the way the Bible said it's going to happen anyway. Jesus said things were going to get worse before they got better. So we just have a fatalistic attitude. You know, that is a fundamentally theologically selfish attitude with the veneer of being so spiritual. Well, Jesus is coming back anyway, so there's nothing I can do about it. And he said things are going to get worse. We do not fight battles because of the certainty of winning them. When it comes to following God, we fight battles because of the certainty of our God. And it's the right thing to do. Hmm. End of discussion, number one. But if we were going to continue to have a discussion, I would say this. What about being concerned about other people? I'm glad that you have your spiritual destiny and future squared away and taken care of. Don't you care about those other people who don't yet have that figured out? And since when are we supposed to have a fatalistic attitude? toward following Christ and having faith. Mm. Fatalism is antithetical. It's the opposite of having faith. We're supposed to not occupy until he returns, but we're supposed to advance until he returns. We, you, you might've heard that, well, we're supposed to occupy until he comes. That's a passive approach. There is nothing passive when you read the book of Acts, for example, how Christians actually live, how a real Christian actually lives. That's what the book of Acts is. Because I don't believe the Bible is a book of exceptions. I think it's a book of examples. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see what a real Christian is supposed to live like, you, you read the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. um, we're not supposed to occupy it with a passive mentality until Jesus returns. We're supposed to take back enemy ground and expand God's kingdom yeah. work wherever we go. So even if you disagree with all that stuff, maybe you're an atheist or an agnostic, and you say, well, I'm willing to agree with you about nine out of 10 things that you say. Don't let the uh, the ten percent of what I'm saying turn you off from considering, thinking, pondering what we're talking about here, especially in regard to the overflow of achieving personal goals. If your goals don't take you beyond yourself, you do not understand. You are immature in regard to what goal setting and goal achievement is about. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that we only have one day left? One more episode it's been epic for me you've enjoyed it i loved it it's been great man loved it i can't believe that job. we're finally here yeah gosh 20 that wraps up our 29th episode well 29 a 20 that's unbelievable every day and if you haven't listened to the other podcasts go back and listen to them share them on social media hashtag courageous life system if you want to talk about the courageous life planning system um, share the podcasts. Where, where were the podcasts again? Where are they uh, broadcast on? Everywhere. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Just search Courage all Matters over, Podcast. All over the place. And they can up. listen on the Courage Matters app as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But uh, I'm on social media on Instagram and on Facebook at the official Michael Anthony. Don't forget the the at the official Michael Anthony and um, love to hear from you and share the podcast. Listen on your favorite venue, put it on social media and tell people about how your life's being changed. How, how are you developing courage as your new way of life yeah. with the Courageous Life planning system? And uh, tomorrow's our last one. Going to be a surprise broadcast. Going to be talking about some great stuff that you will not want to miss tomorrow on the final day of 30 days of crushing your goals and unleashing your potential. Keep moving forward and keep looking up, everybody. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast, along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life planning system, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.